is Evidence-Based GI, and I'm Jacqueline Gollin, founder of GastroGirl, a patient-centric company focused on improving digestive health. Today, we'll be discussing colon polyp surveillance guidelines in low-risk patients with Philip Schoenfeld, editor-in-chief, about a summary in the July 2023 issue of EBGI, which is entitled Colonoscopy for Colon Polyp Surveillance, Avoid Recommending Early Surveillance. So, Dr. Schoenfeld, why is this an important topic for our listeners, and what is unique about the study that you reviewed? So, in 2020, the U.S. Multi-Society Task Force on Colorectal Cancer issued new guidelines that specifically stated if a patient only has one to two small adenomas found on a screening colonoscopy, then instead of coming back in five years, the patient can wait for seven to 10 years to get a repeat colon polyp surveillance colonoscopy. And that's because we have much better longitudinal data to show that the risk of developing colon cancer is very low if a good colonoscopy is performed and only one or two small adenomas are found. This study is important, though, because historically, endoscopists have not always been great about following the guidelines and frequently recommend that repeat colonoscopy be performed earlier than is really necessary. Interesting. Now, could you please discuss how the authors investigated the topic and the study findings? In my summary, I specifically reviewed a article from Joseph Purestein and his group at the Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center in Boston, Massachusetts, which was published in Gastrointestinal Endoscopy, and which was entitled Real World Compliance with the 2020 U.S. Multi-Society Task Force on Colorectal Cancer Polypectomy Surveillance Guideline. What they did was... For the 33 gastroenterologists at Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center who were performing colonoscopy between 2019 and 2022 was first asked them to complete a survey about the new clinical guideline recommendations to see if they actually knew the information appropriately. And then they did a retrospective observational study where they looked at patients who were getting their first screening colonoscopy for colorectal cancer screening and had one to two small adenomas and then looked at whether the gastroenterologists were recommending a repeat colonoscopy at seven to 10 years, which is what the new guidelines said to do, or whether they recommended the patients come back at five years, which was earlier than recommended in the new guideline. So typically, you know, most patients rely, they will rely on their gastroenterologist to recommend an appropriate interval between their colonoscopies. So it is surprising why gastroenterologists from these findings don't follow the guidelines. Dr. Schoenfeld, why do you think that gastroenterologists don't adhere to guideline recommendations for timing a repeat colonoscopy? Well, There have been multiple studies that have looked at this topic, and it seems that there may be a fear that 
you may have patients who get colon cancer after they've had a colonoscopy. And this type of an interval or miss or post-colonoscopy colon cancer is kind of a gastroenterologist's greatest fear that you did a colonoscopy and then a couple of years later, the patient comes back with colon cancer because you missed Apollo. And there may be that idea that bringing them back sooner is going to prevent that occurrence. And, you know, in the study that Dr. Feuerstein and his group did, they found that actually over 90% of the time, patients were being told to come back at five years instead of seven to 10 years if they only had one to two small adenomas. And in fact, even among the gastroenterologists who knew what the appropriate surveillance recommendation was based on the way they filled out their survey, only 18% of the time did they say come back at seven to 10 years. Now, the ultimate problem is, though, if you don't do a high-quality colonoscopy and do a good job looking for polyps, and if you miss a polyp, then the most likely time period to have a interval or missed colon cancer is within the first three years. So if I tell people to come back at five years instead of seven to 10 years, because maybe I didn't do a high quality colonoscopy, it's probably going to be too late, you know, because again, if it's not a high quality colonoscopy and I miss a polyp that's going to turn into a cancer, that usually occurs within three years of that screening colonoscopy. So, I mean, that's a great point. The surveillance time which is two different ones, you know, the original one with five years and then the revised from 2027 to 10 years. That's really moot at this point because really you should really, the gastroenterologist you would hope would be focusing on improving their adenoma detection rate. And how does that, how does the technology that's coming out now with AI assisted colonoscopy and all that, how do you perceive that impacting what we're doing in surveillance wise? Well, I think in my own practice, I certainly follow the guideline recommendations. And if I only find one diminutive adenoma, meaning an adenoma that's only one to four millimeters in size, I, the patient can go for 10 years without getting another screening colonoscopy. And if they have a couple of small adenomas that are maybe five to nine millimeters in size, I bring them back at seven years. But I follow the guideline recommendation. But what I do is make sure that I intubate the cecum and take pictures of the appendiceal orifice. I always split the prep so that my patients get a really good bowel cleansing so I can look at the whole colon well. And I take a second look in the ascending colon because that's where those flat but large polyps can be that we can miss more easily and turn into a colon cancer. And I do use an AI program, what's called GI Genius, that helps me identify polyps when I'm doing colonoscopy. And then finally, you know, we emphasize within our group, always doing audit every three months and providing feedback to the providers about their adenoma detection rate and whether or not they're following guideline recommendations for when they recommend repeat colonoscopy. Now, to follow up on what you just talked about, can you explain how you'll apply this research to management of patients? I think what's important here is that we need to do more research 
about why gastroenterologists don't follow guideline recommendations and identify educational interventions that will then convince gastroenterologists to follow guideline recommendations and then do implementation research to see if those interventions are successful in getting gastroenterologists to follow guideline recommendations. Because I'm sure from your patient perspective, you're relying on the GI doc to tell you when to come back for your next colonoscopy, but gosh, you don't want to have to get colonoscopies done more often than necessary. Oh, 100%. And I think most patients, they want to do the right thing. They want to, they understand more and more that prevention is, and detection of these polyps is the key to preventing colorectal cancer from developing. But at the same time, you know, we got to take time out of work. We got to do the prep and all those other things. So, and we do trust our gastroenterologists to let us know when to come back. I mean, I've had a couple of colonoscopies myself over the years, and I'm not thinking about, oh, I can't wait to go for my next colonoscopy. I'm waiting to get that little notification that says, hey, you got to come back. Uh, you're due for your follow-up. So yeah, I agree with you on that. <laughs> Thank you for joining us today, Dr. Schoenfeld. Before we finish, what are the key points for our listeners to remember? Follow the guideline recommendations in 90% or more of your patients. It's okay if every once in a while there might be something unique about a patient where you vary from the guidelines, but in the vast majority of patients, you should be following the guideline recommendations. And then the second thing is that make sure you have a system that gets the patient back that sends them a reminder, just the way you mentioned, to come back for their colonoscopy when they really do need it. That's really the key thing. Well, again, thank you for joining me today. For our listeners, please remember to subscribe to Evidence-Based GI on your favorite podcast platform, and please follow us on Twitter at ACG underscore EBGI. For patients with digestive disorders, please check out the GastroGirl website and YouTube channel for patient-centric education, and for our ACG members, please read the full issues of Evidence-Based GI on the ACG website or look for our blast emails in the middle of each month. <laughs> <laughs>